Hello, my name is Michiel Kroder, and I'd like to welcome you to Kenny Rin's interview extra. And this one ties in with our very recent podcast on Street Fighter 4, issue, issue 355, which should now be available for your listening pleasure. And here to talk more about the game from a competitive fighting game scene perspective on Street Fighter 4 is a key figure in that scene. He's an old school Street Fighter competitor, a combo execution enthusiast extraordinaire, a writer of many an in-depth guide on some of the most complex games in the genre, and one of the most prominent voices, i.e. commentators in broadcasted fighting, <laughs> broadcasted fighting game competitions. He's the one and only James Chen. Welcome, James, and thanks so much for doing this. Yeah, no problem. How's everybody going? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so was that a bit of an apt uh, description? Of uh, I mean, you've, you've, you've made quite a lot of uh, transi- transitions throughout your involvement with oh, fighting yeah. games. Oh, uh, yeah. I've worn yeah. a lot. I've worn a lot of different hats in the fighting game community. So, <laughs> <laughs> right. So, for listeners that aren't too well versed in the fighting game genre and uh, the scene, the the fighting game community at the FDG, FGC, could mm-hmm. you tell us maybe a little bit more about yourself and your history with fighting games and the competitive community? Yeah, uh, for fighting games, man, I've been playing fighting games for for very very long time uh, since the original Street Fighter Two. Mm. Um, and, uh, yeah, I've just never stopped playing since that game came out. I've always been a video game fan, but when that, when I started playing street fighter, it was like something changed, you know, it was like, this Mm. is, this is, this is what I need to spend a lot of my time on here. And, uh, you know, during the course of my career as a fighting game player, one of the things that really kind of, uh, you know, I kind of put myself into the niche of was, was just education and teaching people. So as you mentioned, I wrote a lot of FAQs, I wrote a lot of guides and, you know, made a lot of like tutorial videos and stuff like that, wrote some articles. And then eventually that just kind of naturally led itself to being a commentator. So as soon as it started taking off, you know, with the, with the streaming and everything like that, uh, you know, I had an opportunity to try my hand at commentary and, uh, you know, I guess people liked it and, you know, (laughs) it kind of grew from there and it kept going. And now it's, now it's, you know, pretty crazy. We get tournaments that people are watching from all over the world and, you know, I get to commentate some of these tournaments. So it's, it's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. Yeah, that, that's that's uh, very interesting that you raised that, actually. I hadn't really considered that, but um, this is something we can go in a little bit later. Uh, but yeah, the techni- technological uh, developments of recent years have also really probably played in a lot uh, to how the scene um, has, has sort of oh. developed and evolved, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, like, a lot of people like to ask me how the FGC was, you know, back in Street Fighter 2 and stuff. And, you know, there was no FGC back then. Like, it's it's so different than how it is now. It's really kind of interesting. And, mm-hmm. you know, it's, 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 for those who weren't there, it's hard to even imagine just how different it was. You know, it's, mm. it's like night and day compared to what, it, what it's like nowadays. Yeah. Is it, would it be fair to say that there were many FGCs, little, a lot of little mini FGCs? Uh, yeah, probably like thousands of them because every, yeah. <laughs> it, every individual arcade was its own scene and we basically mm-hmm. had no way to communicate with each other, you know? So nobody yeah. even knew that these other FGCs existed, you know? That's how it was. It's just every time you went to an arcade, even if that arcade was like, a few like an hour away from you it was a completely brand new scene it was like basically traveling to another country you know kind of thing 
Yeah, yeah, that's that's so interesting how, yeah. how those things change. <laughs> yeah. Um, so if you look at the games you've played over the years and probably are still playing, uh, what is your current holy trinity of fighting games? Your absolute favorite three? Um, I mean, it's interesting because part of it isn't like one of the games isn't even one that I play that well, uh, but I just love the game in general. But right now, my holy trinity would probably be Super Turbo mm. and then uh, Vampire Savior is right there. Mm as well right. and i don't know if you count super turbo and hyper fighting as part of the same series because if 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 not then that hyper fighting would probably fill out the, the the end of that but if not then uh it would probably be uh guilty gear you know maybe exit right. revelator because i really enjoy that game a lot too and and i just love the way that game has turned out so mm -hmm. uh, those are probably three of my favorite fighting games yeah. right there yeah beautiful game as well uh, of course uh exert and interesting that I mean, Arc System Works had of, has of course uh, had a lot has a lot of experience by now with creating fighting games. But oh, yeah. it's interesting that it took them so long to get where they were with Accent Core uh, Plus R, if I'm getting yeah. the, the name correct, <laughs> and uh, ha that it only took them like one real update to to get Exert to, to where. It yeah, is I mean yeah. that game is just. Wow, like I remember when I first saw that game too. I thought it was still 2D and then they did like that little panning thing on the mm. trailer and I was like, "Oh, okay, that's just a special effect they created for the trailer." I didn't even think about the fact that I didn't realize that the game was actually, you know, made with 3D graphics and stuff and it's yeah. just such a beautiful game and obviously has led itself to, you know, the Dragon Ball and yeah. and you know all the all the uh you know games that they have now like kill a kill and stuff like that and it's yeah. god they've honed that craft so well it's so beautiful yeah, yeah we actually spoke about that a little bit in the street fighter 4 uh podcast um mm -hmm. because in a sense you could say that capcom tried to do something similar with street fighter 4 to create a 2d fighter with 3d graphics and mm -hmm, mm -hmm. the let's say the pencil cell shaded ink splotches were probably sort of an attempt to give it more of a 2d feel than it would have been without uh without those touches yeah but yeah, but yeah i mean yeah it's nowhere to near, near to the aesthetic result that uh yeah guilty gear excerpt and dragon ball yeah. fighters got yeah. I mean, the interesting thing is, one of the interesting things about the way Street Fighter 4, uh, one of the things that a lot of people don't realize, too, is one of the things that it it didn't pioneer because uh, it, it, it existed in some other games that weren't as popular. But mm -hmm. what Street Fighter 4 did uh, that really kind of changed the 2D fighters in the made with 3D graphics was that uh, they mirror image the character's depending on the side because you know right. if you look at ex and if you even look at tekken you mm -hmm. know the player on the right always has their back facing you and the player yeah. on the left always has their front facing you mm -hmm. and uh in street fighter 4 it was like they changed it so that no matter which side they were on their front was always facing you that yeah. so it looked like a 2d fighting game that way and and it was different it was like a lot of people didn't notice it but it was one of the first things that was really stand that stood out to me as a you know homage to the 2d game you know so yeah. yeah i mean even if you look at yeah like you said the street fighter ex games or kof maximum impact uh those games they they included sort of the 3d fighters um sort of animation cycles as well right and mm -hmm. uh and and 
collision based uh hit detection right instead of uh instead of 2d hit and hurt boxes right and uh, on that topic too like even when street fighter 4 was first being developed you know seth killian has told the story before that you know it it actually was uh 3d collision detection at first yeah and then he actually uh told them no if you want the game to feel like street fighter you've got to change it to uh to 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 be hit boxes and hurt boxes and so he actually had them revamp a lot of the the the, the game completely yeah. just to, just to make it feel more like a fi- like a 2D fighting game so shout outs to Seth for that you know for that big change and you know helping preserve the the 2D feel for sure yeah and uh yeah otherwise it might have might have as well have been called Street Fighter EX4. <laughs> I know, right? Exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Um so yeah, you already said like uh, among your holy trinity, two of them are basically uh iterations of uh, or, or versions of Street Fighter 2. So mm-hmm. I mean Street Fighter has been probably been the closest to your heart as far as fighting games go from the right from the beginning, right? Oh yeah, yeah. So I mean, you, you've I, never messed much with uh, with SNK fighters or uh, I mean, I've only messed with those just a little bit, not as much. So, uh, mm. I mean, for sure, like, for example, what, one of the, I think, just the absolute most beautiful fighting games out there and just really well done games, you know, despite, you know, not the great balance is Samurai Showdown 2, for example. Mm. Like, yeah. I, I think Samurai Showdown 2 is like one of the most well designed fighting games. So One of my def- all time faves as well, yeah. Oh yeah, so I mean, like, I definitely have a soft spot for some SNK games in there, but you know, even for Samurai Showdown Two, I can't say I played it a lot. You know what I mean? So it's mm-hmm. like it's a game that I've dabbled in, and I, you know, if if we sat down and played it right now, I I know what I'm doing, but am I good at the game? No, not really. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, just uh, space well and uh, use the uh, the extra hard slash uh, yep. at, the, at the right moment. You know. Yeah. <laughs> And, uh, and and since I use Jubei, just anti air with jumping B. That's all. <laughs> <laughs> right. So um, yeah, going back to Street Fighter Four, we already sp- started speaking about the game as well. Could you maybe describe the state of the U.S. fighting game community before Street Fighter Four's release? You already said like there wasn't. Maybe maybe this was changing already at the time, but uh, there wasn't much of a single FGC to speak of. But was yeah. The, uh, well, no, I mean, that situation that I was talking about was like when Street Fighter 2 was out. So <laughs> Right. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. yeah. By the time Street Fighter 4 was coming out, I mean, there was already an FGC thanks to things like Shoryuken.com and the forums and everything mm-hmm. like that. So there was a, a, a really great scene uh, at that point in time. But, you know, speaking of Shoryuken.com, uh, you know, the guys who created that site, Tom and Tony, they're also the guys who run evo you know along with mr wizard and uh in 2008 uh the 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 best way to describe you know the way that i described the scene right before street fighter 4 came out was that that evo uh i still remember being at that evo in 2008 and like part of me you i went there and like i knew everybody there it was like one of the first years where i felt like the attendance might have went down for evo because mm-hmm. there just wasn't really anything spurring on the fgc anymore and it felt very like i i remember looking at it and thinking huh maybe it's time for me to hang up the the the, the fgc stuff and like actually just you know start 
doing other things now and, and, mm. and, you know, concentrate on other aspects of my life because it just felt like it was at such a winding down position. There were no new players. Everybody that was at like Evo 2008 was like a new player, except for a couple of, uh, you know, smash, smash brawl players that were there. But mm. like outside of that for like street fighter, third strike, Marvel versus Capcom two CVS two, all that stuff, there was no new players. And so, you know, there was no young players that I felt like were going to replace a lot of the, the old school guys there. And a lot of the old school guys were like, okay, well we're done time to, you know, focus on our jobs and everything like that. Because there was really, it, it, it kind of felt like 2008 really felt like it was kind of the end of the road for the, for the FGC for me. And then mm -hmm. 2009 rolled around and, you know, Street Fighter 4 was a beta, was in beta at Evo 2008. But at the time, it mm -hmm. didn't feel like it was going to be the crazy phenomenon that it was going to be. Like I saw it and I was like, oh, OK, this is interesting, whatever. But then by the time we got to 2009, like just the explosion of Street Fighter 4 and the hype and the excitement for that game was just unbelievable i mean there it was it was i i didn't expect it at all mm. and and the fact how, that how it, things can change from one year to the uh, to the next oh one. yeah and, and you know one of the biggest tells for me was that los angeles had like a launch event for street fighter 4 and you know i thought the fighting game community was like super niche and stuff like that but you know since they brought back all the old characters and everything at the launch event in los angeles there was a line to get in like spanning around the entire like city block and people had been lining up for like hours ahead of time and it just blew my mind because you know mm. at being a part of the fighting game community i was like oh, okay so street fighter 4 might spur a little interest like but no it was it was just like everybody was so excited and, like casual fans who hadn't played street fighter in years yeah. were all sitting there all ready to go and play this game and it was it was phenomenal. Like it, it, it blew my mind. It was completely unexpected for me to see this kind of uh, excitement for the game. Yeah, because when you know we tend to look uh, at fighting games nowadays as something more niche within the wider gaming uh, mm -hmm. community, but when Street Fighter Two came out, it was everywhere. You know, it was <laughs> yeah. like in in all the magazines. Everybody was playing it. There was no. You know, it was, there wasn't a question of be, people being fighting game players or not. Just everybody was playing it. Right. Uh, uh, you know, all the merchandise and everything. And uh, Yeah. One of the things that I've said about Street Fighter 2 is that, you know, it, it, it was one of its... It, it had an actual cultural impact on, you know, on the subculture, on popular culture and stuff. So, yeah. you know, people don't realize... Like, I've always called it, like, the biggest video game since Pac-Man. You yeah. know, because really Pac-Man was the one that had the cereal, it had the cartoons, it, you know, all that stuff. But Street Fighter 2 did the same thing. It had the cartoons, you know, it got yeah. into G.I. Joe figures. And even nowadays when I travel for Street Fighter 5, like if I get picked up by a taxi or an Uber or something like that, someone will always ask me like, hey, what are you in town for? And I'm like, oh, I'm here for a video game tournament. 
and they're like, oh, what video games? And I'm like, oh, you know, have you heard of Street Fighter and stuff? And I have not run into almost a single person who has been like, oh, yeah, I don't know what that is. Like, almost <laughs> everybody's like, oh, yeah, Street Fighter, you know, like the Arukin, you know, or, oh, it's that <laughs> game with Chun-Li in it, you know? And it's like, yeah. everybody knows Street Fighter, t- yeah. you know, to this a game day. With, with the guy choking the chicken. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, in the background. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Yeah, so um, it was it was a, a super smart move from Capcom to just sort of bring the full old cast back for mm-hmm. Street Fighter Four, and to also kind of make a mission statement that they wanted to take it back to Street Fighter Two with that game, right? Yeah, that was actually one of the key things because a lot of people, although we talk about Third Strike and Street Fighter Three in the most loving of like uh, of of like attitudes these days. When Mm. the game first came out, it was actually not very popular because none of the Mm. characters came back. Everybody was like, who are these freaks? Like, what the (laughs) hell is an Oro? And what, you know, what is, what is this Necro stuff? And like, it was only, only Ryu and Ken were the only guys that were, you know, familiar. And like I said, the game really wasn't all that popular when it first came out. And it took a while before, uh, you know, it really kind of gained that same kind of popularity where now everybody wants Oro back in Street Fighter V, you know, <laughs> yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So this is going to be a very broad question, but we can take uh, take this as a jump mm-hmm. off point. But what does Street Fighter Four mean to you when thinking about its impact on the genre, the scene, and you personally? To be honest with you, I feel like Street Fighter Four single-handedly revived the fighting game genre, you know, because before mm-hmm. Street Fighter Four, um, Fighting games were basically dead. I mean, mm-hmm. honestly, they like nobody was playing fighting games. Nobody was making fighting games, more importantly, right? Yeah. It just nobody really cared about fighting games at that point in time. And then Street Fighter 4 came out and all of a sudden everybody was like, "Oh, fighting games. That's right. This is a thing, you know." And then yeah. after that got popular, it helped revive some of the other genres. I mean, the games existed like there were still Tekken's out there and there were still Mortal Kombat's, but let's not talk about, you know, MK versus DC and stuff like that. But, no, no, know. no. <laughs> MK Armageddon. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and so, you know, until Street Fighter 4, like really the genre was kind of dead and mm. i i felt like street fighter 4 like single-handedly brought back the genre revived the fgc you know and and just yeah. it, it it really like i had friends who didn't even care about fighting games all of a sudden now they all wanted to play it because street fighter 4 was the hot thing you know and mm. it, it really we owe almost everything to the current state of the modern fgc to street fighter 4 you know yeah. in a way so it, it, for me you know obviously it has a soft place you know it has a very you know soft spot in my heart because you know like i said after 2009 i was like wow i can't quit this at all like it's right. back like everything is back and it was so cool and it was so exciting to have yeah. the fighting games kind of be back in the limelight again so you know, for me, Street Fighter Four is you know I, I have such a a soft spot for the game because it really did so much for the genre and it really brought fighting games back uh, to the to the mainstream. Yeah, it is so interesting that you say that because on the podcast discussion that we had, I sort of questioned that because I said, yeah, you know, Arc System Works was still making quality games, Tekken or Namco was putting out Tekken and Soul Calibur games, um, but when you think about it. 
you know, Street Fighter 4 sort of bringing so many new players uh, into the scene yeah, must have hipped developers and publishers to a larger commercial viability to fi- for finding games and sort of saw an explosion of many new games being right. developed after that time. So when you think about it, yeah, in a sense, you, you can't really argue that it didn't sort of uh, save the genre or at least, right. boost, you know, just certainly revived it, like you said. And one of the things I will mention, and, you know, if you talk to him about it, he'll, he'll he's very humble and he'll try to downplay it. But mm-hmm. a lot of the credit really goes to Seth Killian because, mm-hmm. like, thanks to him, he was like what the, one of the first representatives at Capcom that, like, really was a part of the scene that much, you know, for fighting games. The point yeah. where, you know, balance was actually a thing that they were, you know, concerned about. And so, mm-hmm. you know, fighting games, a lot of people don't realize, but it really felt like a lot of the times that, you know, developers just made a fighting game and they just made characters. And if if one was overpowered, oh, well, whatever, you know, it didn't really matter. <laughs> But yeah. like Seth really kind of ushered in the the era of developers worrying about balance and trying to make sure the game is balanced and all that yeah. kind of stuff. So, you know, a lot of the, the 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 fighting games after that, you know, tried to tried to follow that as well, you know. Mm-hmm. So like they started worrying a little bit more about balance and stuff, you know. Even it took even took a while for some games like, you know, Mori, the creator of Blaze Blue, there's a infamous story of him uh you know after he made kokonoe and who was a dlc character who was super op like just ridiculously yeah. overpowered uh he was at an event and he was watching uh breaker dave one of the uh, a big arxis player uh, mm-hmm. was playing against the Kokonoi. He had a big lead, and then the Kokonoi came back and just, like, completely destroyed him with, like, an unblockable <laughs> setup. And Mori yeah. saw that and just started laughing. You know, like, <laughs> it's just, like, it wasn't even a concern. Like, hmm, maybe I should... No, it was just... It was it was entertaining to him, you know? And, yeah. and that that's kind of how it was back in the day, you know? Not yeah. not, not as many people compared c- cared about the balance. Yeah. No, that's true. And, I mean, so when you say balance, you mean balance from a character roster perspective right oh so, yeah yeah yeah. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah exactly so um yeah the, what of course the effect that uh, a balanced roster had uh, has is that it's also more interesting in terms of viewership because people like to see a, a larger diversity of characters being played mm-hmm, right mm-hmm. yeah so and, one of my favorite that... uh, games from that era uh was uh, king of fighters 13 but I got pretty sick at one point of just seeing only the DLC characters being played in, uh, in tournaments. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I mean, like, he, here's one of the yeah. interesting things about that, too, is that, you know, it's one of the reasons why Street Fighter 4 was so successful is because character loyalty and attaching yourself to a character is is something that not a lot of people, like, hit on very much, right? Mm, and yeah. This game, uh, Street Fighter, was particularly strong with that. And so that's why when Guile and Chun-Li and everybody came back, and, you know, and Honda and Blanca, Blanca, like a lot of people were so happy to see Blanca again, you know, and I, search me, I've never been a Blanca fan, but, you know, everybody loves Blanca. And so, like, yeah. <laughs> when the characters came back, it was it was like your childhood friend was coming back. And so when mm. we talk on the topic of character balance, that's kind of where, it, you know, where that comes from. Like yeah. wanting to see the character variety. Like my favorite character is 
uh, Sakura, right? And she's not good in Street Fighter V. That's annoying because no one's playing her. Mm -hmm. And, you know, when you get attached to a character and you see that one guy who's amazing at your character, you become a fan of them automatically almost, and they become like your hero, you know? And it's just like you get this emotional attachment. It's like your favorite sports team. You know, except yeah. it's a character in a fighting game. So having very that, much so, yeah, yeah, having that is so important in my opinion, and and yeah. and 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 such a key factor, which is why you know having that balance is such an important thing. So yeah, yeah, I played I played uh, Honda in Street Fighter Four, so I, yeah. I I was on uh, on board of the Mike Ross train. Uh, for oh the, yeah, exactly, <laughs> when <he was> playing. <laughs> exactly. See, and, yeah. and just like that, just because yeah. of the character he picked. Also because Mike Ross is an awesome guy, but still, you know, yeah. the, you yeah. know, the character is kind of what drew you to him in the first place, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah, it's, it's, it, it's exactly like you say, it's so great to, to see somebody do well with a, with a character that you love mm-hmm, and, uh, mm-hmm. and, and make, and make that character look great. Exactly. Yeah. So it's fair to say that Street Fighter 4 has had a massive impact in your life. If it, oh, yeah. uh, if it sort of, yeah, changed changed the course of uh, where you were going at that point. Mm-hmm. And um, if we speak purely from the game's perspective, uh, over the course of its competitive, competitive and iterative lifespan, how did do you? Uh, how would you describe Street Fighter Four evolving? Um, you know, it, it was it was a rocky road. <laughs> <laughs> it was definitely a bumpy road, but like I said, it was cool that you know balance was a concern early on. So, mm-hmm. you know, in uh, Street Fighter 4 and then to Super, I felt like, you know, especially with someone like Seth on the on the docket for that, they did a really, really good job with the balance. Now, the reason why I call it a bumpy road is because then Arcade Edition came out. And I don't believe Seth had as much say on the balance in that game. And Ono mm. was even famously quoted as saying like oh you know it's cool to make fighting games with like you know not a perfect sphere but with like bumps and spikes in it and everything because arcade edition came out and yun was way too powerful and Mm -hmm, yang mm -hmm. was way too good and like fei long was super good everyone joked that it was like street fighter for hong kong edition you know because like (laughs) like all the you know yun yang and and fei long were all super good and so the game kind of lost the balance at that point but then you know, Ono kind of realized and apologized about it. He even apologized about it at Evo and was like, I'm sorry, you know, whatever. And then they made yep. Arcade Edition 2012 and they fixed a lot of the balance there. And so, you know, it kept going. It, 2012 had its problems, though, obviously, because that was when the Vortex and the Unblockables really started making mm-hmm. their headway into it. And so the game got kind of broken at that point. In fact, I quit Street Fighter 4 during 2012 because I just got so sick of the unblockables and the vortex yeah. because I was just like, this is not even Street Fighter anymore. But by the time they got to Ultra, they fixed a lot of stuff. And, you know, while some unblockables still kind of existed, but again, that was when Combo Fiend joined, right? So Seth yep. was gone at that point and Combo Fiend came in. And so, uh, you know, again, I give a lot of credit to Combo Fiend doing a lot of pushing and trying to, you know, make yep. sure they fixed a lot of the stuff that's in the game. And to be honest with you, you know, even though by the time Ultra was out, the general public was kind of frustrated. I mm-hmm. thought Street Fighter Ultra, I thought Ultra Street Fighter 4 was in a great place. Like, I thought the yep. game was really well balanced. I thought the the game was, you know, 
it at a place that you know it could stand in the future as like a like you know like people will remember back to ultra fondly and everything mm-hmm. granted you know elena was a problem a lot of people didn't like that character and she was kind of weirdly like not necessarily op but she was a really like not overpowered but she was a really good counter to certain matchups so she kind of threw a monkey wrench into a lot of people's plans and stuff but yeah you know overall i thought the game was in a good place and you know just just to kind of tack on a funny story to that whole thing is i remember by the end of street fighter 4 people were sick of one frame links they were sick of invincible backdashes <laughs> they were sick yeah. of uppercut fadc being safe and all these things like that so you had all these people that were like oh street fighter 4 you know uh it's dishonest there's too many like ways to like do all these things and and you know and i was like dude i think the game is great and they were like oh you're such a capcom shill james oh my god <laughs> blah 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 just wait till street fighter 5 when there's no uppercut fadcs and invincible backdashes and stuff then Street yeah. Fighter V came out and everyone's like, what? This game is terrible, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, actually, I like Street Fighter V. And then everyone and was like... And all those people got what they asked for. Yeah, and then Fighter all Five. the people were like, what? You like Street Fighter V? You're such a Capcom shield, James. It's all about Ultra Street Fighter Four. That's where it was. And I'm like, really? <laughs> like, that's what I said. And you guys called me a shill then. So it's like, yeah. uh, but you know, that's that's just the way it works. So <laughs> Right. <laughs> Yeah, and I want to home in, uh, go a little bit back to what you said earlier about uh, the original arcade edition before 2012. So mm-hmm. what I always understood is that uh, Ono liked the idea of an unbalanced roster because it creates stories where you want to see underdog characters right, yeah, yeah, destroy yeah. the un- uh, overpowered characters. Right. But mm-hmm. the funny thing is, like in practice, that turned out to be horrible for for watching uh, competitions because... You don't. You didn't want to see Daigo uh, use Yun and do very badly, and 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 uh, you know it was it was crushing to watch those those kind of situations. Yeah, because- it's in- it's interesting because you know some of the old games that are super popular, like Third Strike and Super Turbo, and even Marvel vs. Capcom Two. You know, one of the reasons why they are popular is you know is there is a little bit of that factor. You know, mm-hmm. like obviously Chun Li and Yun are overpowered in Third Strike, and Vega and Dalsum and Super Turbo, and it's cool to see the underdog characters win. But you know, those games were also played and developed during a time where you know we weren't expecting patches. We didn't we just accepted how it was you know and we didn't care and not only that but it was okay for for example i was a low tier hero right so i'm known for playing cammy and super turbo who's like the worst character in the game but Mm. it was fun to watch me do that and as a player it was fine to do that because if i entered tournaments and i lost it was my own fault but nowadays you know with so much on the line like this is careers on the line you know yeah you 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 it's why in Street Fighter Five last season you saw so many people go cami all of a sudden, right? Because they mm. were just like, you know what? She's going to help me win the most. So if a game like Third Strike and Super Turbo or Marvel vs. Capcom 2, while we all love those games so much and we like watching a Remy beat a Chun-Li or whatever like that, if those mm. games were out right now, they would be torn apart in social media and everybody yep. would be so mad at these games and they would hate the fact that the rosters are so unbalanced. So, you know, it was true back in the day, but just now it's such a different time that we can't yeah. we can't just be okay with that. You know what I mean? It, we need to have sure. a more balanced roster. 
Yeah, and there's there's now millions watching these competitions instead mm -hmm, of mm -hmm. uh, a bunch of uh, people huddled together in an arcade. <laughs> or, buy, <laughs> or buying the DVDs, you know, the Evo DVDs. <laughs> yeah, back, back then I had no idea those even existed. Oh, dang, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so if you look at the various iterations of Street Fighter 4 and the coming and going of certain dominant players... Uh, could you say that certain top players gelled better with specific versions of Street Fighter 4 and were naturally more dominant in them? Uh, the nice thing about Street Fighter 4, so uh, the one thing that I will always give Street Fighter, so right now, obviously, a lot of people are talking about Street Fighter 4 versus Street Fighter 5, etc., etc. Mm. I can see positives on both of them. There's definitely some things that one game does better than the other, you know, etc. But like the one thing that Street Fighter 4 did much better than Street Fighter 5 honestly is the fact that it played so well to so many different styles. Yeah. You didn't have to be, for example, like Street Fighter 5, you know, right now the, the variety isn't as much, right? So in mm. other words, if you're a person who likes zoning a lot, you don't really have that kind of an option because, you know, Monat might be the best one that you have, but even Dalsum has to play pretty aggressive and, you know, yeah. and, and actually be a little, uh, you know, uh, on the offense. And then, for example, what if you're an execution junkie, right? You don't have mm -hmm. a character in that game. And, uh, you know, except Monat. Monat is yeah. like, this is, this is why Monat's my favorite character in the game, by the way, is because she yeah. bucks most of the trends uh, of Street <laughs> Fighter V. But, like, if you're a Street Fighter IV player and you liked zoning, you had Dalsum, you had Guile. If you mm. liked crazy execution, you had Dudley, you had Viper right uh mm. if you liked rushdown you had cammy if you liked you know slow kind of if you liked the grappler the traditional grappler sense you know zangief was there and everything yeah. you know the the game especially by the time it got to ultra with 44 characters your the archetype that you wanted existed in the game and so it allowed a lot of people to be successful and that was one mm. of the things that was wonderful about street fighter 4 is that you know you know a player like Marn who isn't or 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 Punko for example like these guys yeah. weren't about the fundamentals as much they were about just mixing you up and blowing you away they could find success in the same game that a guy like Daigo with all the fundamentals could could succeed or a scientist like Cien could succeed you know he was one of the guys who just like studied everything and like tested everything and that's why he could beat everybody with gen is because he just he was the scientist that went into the lab you know or justin wong was a fundamental player like if you look at street fighter 5 justin wasn't very successful in the game until he got to manat and as soon yeah. as he picked Manat, I was like, that's the perfect character for him because he, now Justin could finally play the Justin style. You know what I mean? He didn't yeah. have to deal with the Street Fighter V uh, rock, paper, scissors game. You know, he, <laughs> he got to control the pace. He got to do what he wanted. And yeah. so that was the character that, you know, fit his style better. But in Street Fighter V, that's the problem is it's hard to find a character that fits your style. Whereas... If you don't have the natural Street Fighter V style. But in Street yeah. Fighter IV, you can find a character that suits you. And, and that is one of the greatest things about it. So it was really, it was, I mean, it, in a weird way, it was hard to not be able to find a character in that game. It was hard to have a play style that 
couldn't be successful in Street Fighter 4 because eventually mm. you would find somebody that worked for you. And, and, and that was such an important part of that game. And that was yeah. one of the things that I loved about Street Fighter 4. Yeah, it's it's interesting because I always looked at it that I feel like games like Guilty Gear pushed the 2D fighting genre much further. Um, but at the same time, it was so great that Street Fighter 4 was there uh, because it was the only prominent 2D fighter out at the time that even mm -hmm. allowed for a more fundamental playstyle or even allowed you to play more defensively and more cautiously and mm -hmm, play, mm -hmm. play more of a reaction game. Right, uh, right. Whereas in uh, in Guilty Gear, you get you get even get meter punished if you hang back. Too much, yeah, yeah, you know? exactly, exactly. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. So yeah, would you say that's that's the fundamental game in Street Fighter Five is not as strong then? Uh, it's just very different. It's a very different thing, and and you have to get used to it. You have to be able to accept it. And, you know, mm -hmm. it, it's one of those things that a lot of people haven't accepted, to be honest with you. It's why a lot of people are frustrated with the game. So, I mean, the thing about it is the game, what I talk about Street Fighter V, I always talk about the game from a very psychological standpoint. The mm -hmm. game doesn't do a good job psychologically rewarding players. And so, because like we don't get to style on people with cool combos anymore, you don't get invincible uppercuts hitting limbs, you don't get to parry something. There's yeah. not very many situations where a player can feel themselves when they're playing the game. And the game really boils a lot down to the Street Fighter V rock, paper, scissors, as I, as I called it earlier, the RPS, which is the attack throw shimmy, you know, yeah. uh, triumvirate. And, you know, that game is based so much on that and it feels like a guessing game, but it's not right. Because like after you play that RPS the first time, everything from there is information and, and, and patterns and tendencies of players and stuff. And so it's still, you know, traditional fighting game, uh, you know, play because, you know, fighting games are, you know, I just had a, a, a my own little podcast thing about, um, you know, how fighting games are kind of based off of guesses. You know, people don't like to admit that, but, you know, you wouldn't have a fighting game without mm. guesses in the game, right? That's just the fundamental building block of a fighting game. And of really of any competitive game that isn't like yeah. a physical sport where a physicality can dominate. But, um, you know, the whole concept behind that is that, you know, the, the, the problem with the Street Fighter RPS, the, the throw shimmy, uh, the throw shimmy attack RPS is that it just doesn't feel good to lose to it. And mm. it doesn't even feel good necessarily to do it. You know, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, I've, I've always uh, had trouble with the crush counters uh, to me as a middling player, uh, mm -hmm, as, a, mm -hmm. as a, as a top tier scrub player. Uh, <laughs> uh, it, it feels like a, the crush counters feel like a, like a crapshoot almost, you know, because I like to, play uh, a poke heavy game like, mm -hmm, a, like mm -hmm. to use strong pokes and it's sort of like all right you know my opponent just poked uh, uh just a, uh, a millisecond uh earlier than i did or a frame earlier than right. I did, and mm -hmm, now he mm -hmm. gets the crush counter and i get to eat his combo um but yeah <laughs> yeah i mean like to be honest like the crush counters are interesting because they add like a little extra layer to the footsies but again Look, if you talk to me about crush counters, I will go on for about two and a half hours about this sure, sure. <laughs> because I, I literally did. I, I had a thing where I talked about uh, proximity normals, 
in mm-hmm. um you know uh proximity normals being like in the original street fighter 2 you had the close-up and the far away moves you know yeah and and i feel like street fighter 5 needs that the reason why crush counters are so powerful in this game is because a lot of the times they get hidden behind moves like a balrog stand heavy kick which is plus on block which is super fast which is just like this great button because <laughs> it, it needs to be a close-up button it, it is a close-up attack quote unquote because it's designed for close range moves but mm-hmm. in order to make people have enough buttons for footsies they also have to make them good for footsies so they have to have pretty decent far abilities as well you see the same thing with akuma standing medium kick with abigail standing medium punch with cami standing medium punch they're all Mm -hmm. close-up moves also twisted to also be decent far moves and as a result they end up being too powerful so Mm -hmm. my argument is that it's not even crush counters that are the problem it's not even the priority system that's the problem i think the problem is that the game just doesn't have proximity normals so that you have to have so many moves try to act double duty. Whereas mm. if you had proximity normals, far attacks, and close-up attacks, you could put the crush counters on only the close-up attacks, and you would have the system that you want to punish uppercuts and stuff like that, but it doesn't affect the footsies. And you could have a lot more range, because the, the problem with Street Fighter Five is a lot of the moves are stubby. But that's because mm-hmm. if you gave anyone a far range normal like Chun Li standing heavy punch in season one, it dominated the footsies. Like Chun Li was broken because she could just heavy punch everybody to death. Yeah. So they stubbified everybody's normals so that the close up moves acting as far moves could still be useful. You know, so yeah. if they put proximity moves in there, they could make all those pr- far moves have good range and you would have the far range footsies from old games and then have the close up moves that could be used for combos and for crush counters and for priority system and stuff. And so that's my argument that if Street Fighter Five just put in the proximity normals, you could fix so much of the of the way that the game plays and. I know a lot of people disagree with me because they hate proximity normals. They hate, you know, not being able to pick the move that they want. Mm-hmm. And that's a completely valid argument. So I'm, I'm you know, I, 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 I disagree because I think like Street Fighter 2 and Third Strike played perfectly fine with proximity normals. Mm-hmm. It was only Street Fighter 4 that had that problem because they just did a bad job in Street Fighter 4 designing when the proximity normals triggered. But like right. back in 2 and 3, it was never a problem. and unfortunately four soured a lot of people on proximity normals so now when you bring it up everyone's like ew but like you know (laughs) i still think it would be a good way to to solve a lot of fives problems but again i'm also old school so a lot of people think i'm just being an old man about it and i just want it to be old (laughs) so (laughs) which is also a valid people should be listening more to old men i feel (laughs) yeah we've got we've got some we've got some experience you know we've been around the block a little bit exactly I, yeah, I like not, how you think. All, uh... <laughs> yeah, we're not just all conservative fools, you know? Yeah, exactly. Uh... <laughs> so, um, yeah, so to bring it back a little bit, the conversation that we're having today is not really about Street Fighter Five. Uh, we're focusing more on 4. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. And it's very <laughs> hard to measure this. But would you say that 5... No, 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 that's all. I, I went into it myself, you know? But would you say one final thing about five? Would you say that five makes four look better by comparison? And uh, do you think that that four was altogether less divisive than the divisive than the current game? Because four was not without controversy. Oh yeah, uh, it was not 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 generally well loved by everybody. It's what the, what I 
the thing that I would like people to get out of it, and uh, which is what's not being gotten out of it, though, is that Street Fighter V is a direct result of Street Fighter Four. Right. Mm-hmm. So everything yeah. that everybody complained about in Street Fighter Four, the the uh crouch teching, the uh option selects, the mm-hmm. invincible backdashes, the uppercut FADCs, you know, the yeah. w- one frame links, everything about that that everybody complained about in Street Fighter Four, the the the, the devs of Street Fighter Five made a conscious effort to to eliminate all of that. And it ended up resulting in a game that people don't like. You know, there's a lot of people who don't like... Now, don't get me wrong. There is a lot of people who do enjoy Street Fighter V. And, you know, it's unfortunate for them because they have to spend their whole entire lives defending it. Uh, Just happened on social media recently with uh, Brian F. Just had to, like, defend his enjoyment of Street Fighter V because everyone keeps telling Mm -hmm. him that, you know, he doesn't... Like, he's playing a crappy game and whatever like that. And he's like, I like this game. I'm sorry, you know? And, like, Street Fighter V players have to deal with that. And it's an unfortunate situation. But, you know, all the haters of Street Fighter V, you know, it's ironic because they were a lot of the same people who were hating on Street Fighter IV for the things that they fixed in Street Fighter V. So the lesson to take out of this really is you can't look at all the systems of a game in a vacuum. Like, you can't get mad at Uppercut FADC. You can't get mad at Invincible Backdash. You can't get mad at Option Select and can't get mad at... Because the thing about it is Invincible Backdashes blew up Uppercut FADC. Invincible Backdashes were blown up by option selects. Option selects were blown up by, you know, uppercut FADC. You know, it it was like these systems kind of fixed each other out. And when you take them all away, you end up with a game that, you know, all of a sudden now everybody's complaining about is that like everyone plays the same, that there's not a lot of variety, you know, that there's no defensive options. Well, guess what? You got mad at every single defensive option that existed in the game. You all hated one frame links and now you're mad that the game has no execution you know and it's like you have to realize that these games cannot be developed off of these little small individual things and the games have to be developed as a giant system so if capcom is working on street fighter 6 right now the mistake that they would make is if they are trying to make 6 as a way to fix all the complaints of 5 like yeah. that would result in a bad game again. What? Well, not a bad game, but a game that's unpopular. Sorry. It, yeah. See, even I buy into the whole like you know <laughs> the the social media parroting kind of thing. You know, yeah, you're yeah, gonna yeah. end up with a game that people are gonna complain about again. What they need to do for six is just come up with their own vision, make mm-hmm. a game despite what everybody's complaining about, and figure out a way to make the game work because. In Street Fighter V, having invincible backdashes wouldn't actually be that bad right now. It would actually yeah. be kind of nice to have them <laughs> at this point. And, you know, yeah. in, 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 the, in the vacuum of Street Fighter IV, everyone hated Street Fighter IV for invincible backdashes because it was also in the vacuum of uppercut FADCs and focus and focus FADC and red focus and all these things like that. But, you know... You can't look at these individual systems as something to complain about. You have to see how they all fit in with each other. Yep. How they all know? work together. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. 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 So, yeah, it's so. Is it fair to say that you would t- tell uh, the developers of Street Fighter Six that there's value in listening to the community, but they should 
go by their their own vision first. Uh, first? Y- yeah. Uh huh. I I I actually believe that. Now, listening to the community, to, listening to the community really comes down to is make sure the game is fun. Make sure the game is balanced. <laughs> yeah. And 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 you know, put in characters that they like. And that's that like yeah. that's the main thing because the, the the interesting thing is the community is going to complain about a lot of things, but if the game is fun to play and the game is balanced. It's mm-hmm. actually gonna it's actually gonna eliminate a lot of the complaints. Yeah. Like by default. And 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 a lot of the community will be, wow, they listen to us. But you know, really, honestly, you're just concentrating on a few key factors, which is like I said, the psychology of the fighting game, right? So yeah. one of the, the reasons why like Tekken is so popular now is because you know they have those cool zoom ins on the counter hit. They've got the slowdown. The graphics yeah. are beautiful. Akuma and Geese play like Akuma and Geese, you know, and and they just did so much in that game that when you play Tekken, God, you feel great when you're playing that game. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you just feel like a badass when you're playing that game and as as long as they concentrate on that kind of aspect in street fighter 6 letting players feel feel themselves letting players feel good about landing certain things about accomplishing certain things uh letting them feel like a boss you know i think that will automatically make people feel like you know, oh, well, they're, they're paying attention to the players. They're listening to the players and stuff like that because that's all people really want out of their fighting games. They want their character to be good and they want, the, and they want to feel awesome when they use that character. And, and that's really what it comes down to. And as long as you do a lot of that, then people will be happy with the game, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> or at least enough people will, ha- will be happy with it, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, so... In what state are the FGC in the fighting game genre now? Do you reckon when you compare it to the earlier years of Street Fighter 4? It's 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 like night and day. Because when Street Fighter 4 first came out, it, it like I said, it kind of revived the genre. While Tekken and Guilty Gear and other games still existed, it just didn't have that, you know same kind of effect and when that game came out that was when a bunch of new genres were created that was when a lot of people felt like oh well it would be worth it to make modern takes on the fighting game so mk9 was a reboot you know Mm kind of things like that and so what we have nowadays is a scene where like every fighting game that comes out like has a chance to be this big dominant force with its own mm-hmm. scene. You know, not all of them are successful in that facet, but like, look at like Dragon Ball, brand new yeah. genre came out and there's a huge fan base for it. It had the most views at Evo this last year and everything. And yeah. so we end up in a situation right now where, you know, we talked about how like in Street Fighter 4, if a character didn't fit you, you could probably find a character that did. Well, Mm -hmm. that's the description of the entire FGC now is that if you don't like Street Fighter V, that's cool. You have another game that you will undoubtedly like because there are so many fighting games now. (laughs) So, you know, it's really cool (laughs) in that way. So if you like, like, let's say you're a KOF fan and you're not as big into King of Fighters 14 or something like that. But, Mm -hmm. you know, there's a game like Uniel, Unist, Undernight in Birth, you know, EXE Latest is is people have compared it to kof right if you yeah. like the anime aesthetic but it's too crazy for you and you like more footsies everyone keeps talking about kueme enbu as a really footsie based uh anime fighter you know mm. um 
you know, if you like crazy execution, then you've got like the Marvel games out there for you. If you like, you know, uh, you, you know, there's just a game for everybody out yeah. there now. If you like crazy mix-ups and resets and really, really deep, you know, gameplay, uh, Skullgirls is a great game for you because that game is like system mechanics up the wazoo. You know, there's just so many things in that game that give it that variety. And that game really allows players to express themselves because of how much variety and how much freedom that game gives you while you play yeah. it, you know? So there's always going to be a game out there that interests you. And that's mm -hmm. what's cool about the way that the fighting game community currently stands. You know, it's one of the, one of the, a lot of people call this the greatest time to be in the fighting game community. I think there are mm. some dangers of that, of having too many games, but at the same time, yes, the fact that there are so many games and they're all fun and they're mm. all balanced is amazing. Is yeah. unprecedented. You know, it's so cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, and, I I almost don't dare to say this, but you could even go back into the genre's history and uh, and and create scenes around games from the past. Yeah, mm -hmm, mm -hmm, exactly. There's there's. I mean, I'm still waiting for a new Virtua Fighter. Let's just put it that mm. way, right? So like, Virtua Fighter needs to come yeah. back. <laughs> I, I I don't know if the the, the team behind them uh, AM2 if they're if they're even still a part of. Sega. Yeah, I don't know either, and that that yeah. that's kind of depressing to think about sometimes because AM2 yeah. made some great games. I'll tell you that. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, so. Speaking about uh, games with long sh shelf lives, like uh, like your one of your favorite Super Turbo, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. do you uh, foresee a significant significant growth of Street Fighter Four side tournaments in the coming years? Uh, do you think it can have a shelf life life like Super Turbo? You know, I, uh, like I said, by the time Ultra was out, I really felt like it was in a state that it could very easily have that kind of shelf life. That it could be a you know, it's like. Final Fantasy 7 for, you know, for a lot of Final Fantasy fans, because 7 was the first that they played. Now, if you're like a, a hipster, an old man like me, then I'm like, <laughs> uh, 7 is whatever. 6 is the game, right? 6 yeah, is yeah. The, yeah, but, you know, Street Fighter, Ultra Street Fighter 4 is definitely that game for the, the current new generation of fighting game players, because hmm. a lot of them, that was their first game, and that's where they kind of started. And so that game should, I mean, I would love to have it have the shelf life. It should have that shelf life. And, you know, I hope more people throw more side tournaments. The, the reason why we haven't seen it happen as much is because a lot of the Street Fighter 4 players, the top players, did move to 5. And because yeah. of the esports aspect of it, that they can make a career and make some money off of it, it's hard for them to stick around at 4. It's hard for them to keep playing 4. Whereas, like a game like Super Turbo and Third Strike, you have the players that just never left and they've never yeah. moved on. There's no reason for them to. They'll just keep playing that game forever. Whereas a lot of the four players did transition to five. And so that's why yeah. you don't see as many people keeping it up. But I honestly do think Ultra Street Fighter 4 is in a place where, you know, I, I would like to see it come back. I would like to see players throw more side tournaments for it. I would like to see it have a hardcore dedicated scene. I, I would like to see the, the guys who never left the game and, and just keep playing it, you know, and, and yep. try to build the side scene for it. 
like they have for Super Turbo, like they have for Third Strike, like they have for MVC2, like they're yeah. doing for UMVC3 right now. You know, like I would like to see that happen for Street Fighter 4 because I really do feel like it was in a place that, you know, that that it could sustain that. And I think it would be awesome to see. Yeah. Do you think it would uh, would have an aesthetical problem to where the, the, the 3D graphics just look outdated <laughs> at one point? Because so, if, you, if you go back, like, let's say, to the CPS2 uh, fighters by Capcom, they still look beautiful, if you ask me. <laughs> yes, yeah, uh, honestly. <laughs> so it's easier to go back to... Yes, you, to you've actually hit on a really interesting point because that is definitely true. Because uh, 3D graphics, bad 3D graphics don't hold up as well. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, when I look at Street Fighter yeah. 4 these days, it's actually kind of an ugly game, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, yeah. And, and even, like, one of my favorite video games of all time, which is Silent Hill 2, like, mm -hmm. I can't even tell people to go back and play it because on the PS2, the camera controls are terrible and, and the graphics just aren't good anymore, you know? It's, it's, yeah. it's hard to recommend old polygon games. And Street Fighter 4 does have that aspect where, you know, like... When Akuma first came out in five, I was like, dude, what's wrong with his hair? He looks terrible. <laughs> but then, yeah. and then now when I look at Street Fighter 4 Akuma, I way prefer Street Fighter 5 Akuma because Street Fighter 4 Akuma, I just feel like looks hideous right now. So yeah. <laughs> there is that aspect, but you know, I feel like people should be able to overcome it, you know, because the game, the game, the gameplay is still good. You know, people will still enjoy the gameplay. Yeah. And since with the the influx of players uh, in two thousand nine, uh, I mean there there will be enough people that will have warm feelings for the game regardless. Oh yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. Yeah. Though it's interesting to think now that the O Niners have been playing for ten years now, so they are yeah. they are <laughs> definitely veterans now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Welcome to the veteran club. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Oh, God, God, I'm old. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i looked up your bio uh before we had this interview to do mm -hmm. my due diligence to do my research and we're mm -hmm. actually born in the same year 1976 oh really okay yeah, okay that, nice good... so you, you're you're a you're, you're an old man like me <laughs> exactly yeah so, uh, sorry <laughs> that was a good good year yeah <laughs> um, uh. i'm just trying to keep it you know getting old is great Yes, all, yeah, this, yeah. all this experience and knowledge that we build up. So I'm just mm -hmm. trying to look at it from that perspective. Yeah, no, it's a good, it's a good way to look at it, honestly, because like, uh, like for me, I get to make the, the choice to to be a part of the scene, to, to to give it my all and stuff like that. Because you know, mm -hmm. I, I I am old and and I can do that right now. And you know, it's like I said, I love fighting games to death, and 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 the fact that you know I'm still in the scene is wonderful to me. And, mm. and, you know, really nobody can stop me from doing this. And that's one of the great things about being, you know, a mature adult and being able to look at it at the right perspective, you know, kind of thing. Mm -hmm. So I really do, yeah. uh, you know, still enjoy yeah, fighting games so much. So Excellent. So, yeah, thanks so much for for taking the time to answer all these questions. Oh, yeah, no problem. This, uh, this chat with me. Yeah, sorry if we kept uh, uh, jumping to all these other topics, not Street Fighter 4, because I know you wanted to talk about that a lot. But 
Yeah, no, but it, it's only natural, right? So yeah. Let's see if uh, if if what the what the editors uh, feel uh, <laughs> is too much waffle about irrelevant topics. But true, true. I mean, no I mean it all it, it it's all connected. It all uh, like they say in, te- in the Tetris effect, like the sing in the Tetris. Effect. Yes, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, awesome, awesome. <laughs> See, Tetris is my favorite yeah, game of so all th- time. So, so you know. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. Did you did you play the Tetris effect yet? Oh yeah. Oh, actually, if you go to Marathon. Uh, 150 right now and look at the mm-hmm. world leaderboard last time i checked i was number 10 on that leaderboard so you know <laughs> oh wow so yeah so, so, some of the uh the kenny rins battle members are playing it very oh okay so I'll, be, I'll be sure to tell them to come gunning for your score sounds good <laughs> yeah. <laughs> sounds good. <laughs> yeah so yeah i mean uh, and on that note do you if there is there anything you still want to share if there's anything you want to plug uh, I mean, if you guys are, you know, um, you know, casually into fighting games, I, I try to do a mm-hmm. lot of content for newcomers and beginners. If you're trying to learn yep. fighting games, so, I mean, you could always find me on twitter.com slash jchenzor and twitch.tv slash jchenzor. But then there's also uh, Ultra Chen TV, uh, twitch.tv slash Ultra Chen TV, as well as youtube.com slash Ultra Chen TV, which mm-hmm. is where me and my commentary partner, Ultra David, you know, put on a lot of our, uh, you know, videos and stuff like that onto the YouTube and we stream a weekly show where we just talk about like everything that's been going on uh, in the fighting game community for the past week and stuff like that. So great. I would uh, recommend any, any, anybody to watch the watch those. Uh, I do so myself, and especially, <laughs> <laughs> you know, quite a few of our uh, of our community or, uh, you know, like to at least dabble in uh, in fighting games. And yeah. Want to get better? Yeah. Just, uh, you know, where to look now. Cool. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks again, James. Thanks so much for the interview. Yeah. And, um, yeah. So that about wraps it up for <laughs> for this conversation, I would say. Okay. Sounds good. Sounds good. Thanks for having me on. Re- uh, enjoy, enjoyed the conversation. So. <laughs> like, like, likewise, likewise.